Welcome to the Leaders with Leverage podcast. I'm your host and negotiation expert, Susie Tomanchuk. It's time to be your own advocate and negotiate for what you really want out of your career. Not simply the next role or additional compensation. I want to show you that negotiation happens each and every day so that you opt in and say yes with confidence. Together with other business leaders, you'll learn the essential skills you as a leader need to become that advocate in growing your professional skills to increase confidence, gain respect, and become the future leader you're poised to be. And when you face a high stakes situation, you're ready, no matter how high those stakes are. So let's do this. Let's lead with leverage. Hi, and welcome. This is Leaders with Leverage. I'm Susie, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. And I mean that. I have been hearing from people, and I just love to think that um, I'm talking to some individual that I could help. So uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I want to talk about situational awareness today. And the reason it's top of mind for me is I've been working with uh, some people, some clients, some executives that don't have great situational awareness. And so I've been having these conversations about making space in the room and really thinking about what is your intent beyond what the the purpose of the meeting is um, that goes beyond just the topic at hand. So I want to talk about that because situational awareness is definitely, it's it's something that negotiators always consider, is looking at every aspect of the environment, the people that are going to be there, what are their interests, like all of those things so that when you are, when you walk into a conversation or a negotiation, you are keenly aware of all of the attributes that are a part of the situation and that nothing surprises you. And so learning about situational awareness is being thoughtful about it. So what I mean is, and let's just take it, uh, it's most commonly, the we need to think about situational awareness when we're faced with a high stakes situation. And now remember, a high stakes situation could be anything from a difficult conversation that you're avoiding. It can be Going into that meeting, knowing knowing there's going to be one person that's always asks a lot of questions or is hard to convince, it can just be a situation where the 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 getting the other person to agree is going to be have some kind of triggering thing for you, and so high stakes is very personalized, and so I tell people when you can even identify a situation as high stakes, that allows you to say, all right, I better pay attention here. And then one of the things that to consider is having situational awareness, especially in high stakes, because what happens is we do all this preparation for a high stakes. We think about um, what we want to ask for. We think about our frame. We, we consider if we want to anchor and we understand our floor and ceiling. You know, we understand all those things about the the pieces of the pie or the leverage in play, but then we miss just being aware in the moment. So I wanted to talk about what are some of the things to consider? Because when we do all that prep, 
then we're so in our head, we miss opportunities that are in front of us. And it's those seasoned people that have the ability to kind of zoom out and look at the situation in uh, an objective way in the moment. And so being able to zoom in and zoom out allows you to see and have situational awareness. So one of my clients I was talking to the other day, uh, I observed him. So he wanted some feedback on his situational awareness. And what, one thing that I did notice is he tends to hold more space than everybody else in the room. So we talked about what does that mean? And so what happens is if say you're in a team meeting and your boss is asking for updates and you go person by person. So the first person that goes spends, let's just say two minutes, nobody's really counting the time, but let's just say about two minutes. And then the next person takes about two minutes. Well, if the third person takes 10 minutes, people start noticing that the cadence is a little bit wonky, if you will. And if we all know the person that holds more space than they need to, like they they make their point and they make it again, or they add too much context. And so we learn to turn them off. So having situational awareness might be to consider when you're talking in a meeting and everybody's kind of doing their own contribution, how much space am I taking? And thinking about... I want it to be about the same amount of time as everybody else. And not that it, it's not equal time. Don't get me wrong, but you want to like even it out. So it, it appears that you're holding the same amount of space. Now this could change with different um, situations, uh, but in just a normal kind of cadenced um, meeting, it's just something to be aware of. If you hear something in the background, my dog has the zoomies because she just ate. So please just ignore that because I'm going to. Okay. So the other part of making space and thinking about if your space is equal is if you're not speaking up, you're not being seen even though you're there. So it, it works both ways. Think about holding the same amount of space that everybody else does and contributing in the same amount. So if you haven't talked for a while in a meeting, try to add in your voice in that. And I was a great executive. I did a a program for his team. And the one thing he said was, my team shows up and they think that that's being seen, but they're not contributing. And I need them to understand that it's not just about showing up. It's about being seen. And that's what he meant is being thoughtful about your contribution. So that's, that's a good parameter. What space are you holding? Do you need to add so that you have space and do you need to decrease it so that it looks a little bit more balanced because you don't want people turning you off or not listening to you because they're used to you having just a long drawn out cadence. This might be hard for some people to hear but it's important to think about. And you can give yourself some self-awareness by noticing that. Start looking at how much space you hold. Hey there, love this podcast? I'm taking 10 seconds out of this episode to ask you to leave an honest review. More reviews on the show help us to reach more professionals who are ready to lead with leverage. Now let's continue the conversation. Another thing um, that 
it builds great trust and influence in a situation where there's a lot of conversation, it's a big meeting, is to ask questions. So often this happens with teams. I see it all the time. People are waiting for the person in front of them to stop talking so that they can talk. So instead of, I worked with the same person, instead of thinking about the next thing you're going to say, be listening and thinking about the next thing you're going to ask. I can't tell you how powerful, I mean, I can tell you how powerful a question is, but it makes an impact. And you might think that it's not heard, but it is. So don't always contribute. I'm not saying always ask questions, but add some color to somebody's, or instead of going to a different topic, add to that person's. Say, oh, I just want to add to what such, such this person said was such a good point, and I want to add some more color to it. What that does is that supports your teammate, and it allows you to um, increase your trust with them and your influence overall because people notice that. So that second one is thinking about asking questions, and then instead of starting at something else that you want to talk about, how can you add to just do an and you know, to that person's comment. Even if it's not right after you, you can always go back and shine a light on it. And sometimes it's about really thinking, what's going on here? What's the purpose? If you didn't call the meeting, being aware of, is are we following the agenda? Is this meeting really serving the purpose that it was supposed to? Or is it being hijacked by something else? Being aware of, are the interests shifting in the room? So sometimes I just like to listen and, and observe while I'm trying to figure out where my best contribution is going to be. So sometimes it's sitting back and, and noticing if the meeting is serving its purpose or if it's gotten hijacked and it's moved on to something else and whether you need to rail it back in or just observe where it's gone. And if you want to be a contributor to that, or you just sit back and see what happens. So those are just three things. So I'll go through those because I think it's important to to, um, get you thinking about it in that. So the first one is, what is the space that you're matching and that you're filling? And make sure it meets up with what other contributors are in that meeting. And even if you're not at that level of other people, it doesn't matter. Don't let that get in your head, but be thoughtful about the space that you're holding. So contribute more if your voice hasn't been heard and contribute less if you notice that your cadence goes above and beyond everybody else's. And maybe that's a work in progress for you. Maybe you need to think about, here's my point, here's why. And then if you need to know more, ask me questions. So it might be a work in progress for you where you have to think about chopping, editing that space that you hold. So think about that. The second thing I said was really considering what you contribute and how do you support other people in the room by asking questions or um, highlighting what they said by saying that was a really good point and then adding to it. So doing an and. 
to what they said. That was really great. Let me just add this because I think I, I really want to make sure that that I'm aware of that. And then taking some time during the meeting to kind of zoom out, especially if it's a long meeting and you're like, okay, so are we still on track? What's going on here? Being aware, having some situational awareness about what are the politics here? Who's really contributing? Why are they? I think it's always really good from an internal political perspective to watch and observe who holds influence, why, and what 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 reason are they holding space in that discussion? And sometimes you make that choice in the moment to go, ooh, I need to to lean in here and really be seen in this, or I'm just gonna like lean out when, when you have a valid reason, just in, not just because you don't want to, but if you have a valid reason to kind of stay out of the conversation because maybe it's politically charged or maybe you don't have space to put in there. So situational awareness is, there's so many things to it. Um, And maybe I'll um, bring up some other uh, areas or perspectives on the topic of situational awareness. But what I want you to think about are those three things. And I would love to hear from you if you have some ideas or questions about situational awareness, because that will just give me some great content to use to answer your questions. So if you have any questions about that and how you can get better at it, reach out to me. In fact, I'm on LinkedIn. I love to hear from you. So reach out to me. I love to get a direct message. It just makes my day. So if you want to make my day, reach out to me now. Tell me you listened to this and ask me what your question is. So with that, I'll let it go. I'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, If there is something on your mind related to leadership or how to develop your negotiator's mindset, reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm always available for you. And if you think somebody needs to hear this um, that would benefit from considering their situational awareness, it's always a win-win. It makes them know that you're investing in them and it it allows you to reach out to them and, and show them that, that you're making that commitment or that in investment in them. And it's good for me. That's the other win. It's good for me. So thank you. Um, I'm, I'm so glad you were here. Thanks for being here. And um, until next time, I just know that I appreciate you. This has been Leaders with Leverage and I'm Susie. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leaders with Leverage. If you're ready to continue your professional growth, commit to accelerating your career development, and say goodbye to that anxious feeling in your stomach anytime you need to advocate for yourself, then get my book, The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. In this book, you'll learn the essential steps to take before entering into any negotiation or conversation, any interaction in your day-to-day. You'll discover what the other party really needs and be clear about what you're going after. You'll bust through your fears and boost your confidence and embrace that negotiation truly happens all around us. Head to the link in the show notes for more and you can even get a bonus if you buy it today.